Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How is everything? Oh, busy weekend, of course, but here we are running a little bit uh, into the late hours as we do this here today. Um, so we still want to circle back at some point to getting this thing posted uh, on a Saturday if we can, so people can review it ahead of the week. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll keep trying, right, Dave? We'll keep trying. <laughs> well, we have a full week coming up for change. Yeah, yeah, rather than these fragmented weeks. I mean, there's been too many of them recently, hasn't there? Uh, and it does throw a lot. Yeah, I mean, a full week is really uh, is really great, and you can get a lot more accomplished. Uh, and also, there's sort of less uh, interruption with low volume or, you know, early early closes or people taking off kind of thing. So, so it's good. We got a full week here. Um, so let's get started on this. Um, so we've got uh, July third to seventh sector performance. Just reviewing what happened for the week here. Uh, so for the week, we see consumer cyclical came in, and it was a four-day week. Uh, Tuesday was off. Um, we had an early close on Monday. So, um, you know, kind of a, what would you say, <laughs> three-and-a-half-day week? Well, mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of like that, right? But um, consumer cyclical on top. And I found this interesting, uh, utilities and communications and real estate kind of even next. Uh, you know, to see utilities stuck in there in the middle is kind of funny. Um, healthcare and basic materials down at the bottom. Uh, for the one day, energy really launched and the basic materials. And the reason for this combination here of energy and basic materials doing so well on Friday was, was the US dollar pulled back a lot. And also uh, we had um, some economic reports that suggested um, more of a, a continued theme here of a soft landing, which uh, means the you know global economy might be doing fine and there is obviously a need for energy we also heard that the green fund in europe was only 13 percent funded and you know that's it's had about eight eight years now to uh to get funding and it's only about 13 percent funded so maybe not so well uh in the green space and maybe just maybe we might actually need oil what do you think dave Think we're going to need some oil. We also Just, had uh, low reserves, and we had uh, we also have a bunch of interruptions. There's some some fires and things like that. Um, I don't know. There's just there's a, a few things swirling around with this energy. Anything else you can think of here? No. Just, I think it's interesting that we're just pegged around seventy for so long now. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, the other the other one was uh, the SPR. Um, some bind going to be starting in September, October for refilling the SPR. There's a long way to go, <laughs> but I think they announced six million barrels or something to buy. So that's another catalyst. But anyway, uh, we'll see if that's sustainable. It was amazing for one day. We'll see if it's sustainable. Um, technology taking a little bit of a pause on the weekly <clears throat> and the one day. But obviously had an amazing June. So let's move on here to the groups you can see. Um, again, this is broader market. This is just the sector spiders. Uh, so uh, focusing on just the sector spiders, we see the discretionary up uh, 1.01% and XLU up 1.04. I still have to chuckle at that. And uh, those were the best performers for the week. 
On the downside, XLB, even though it had a great Friday, it was still down for the week, 1.05%. And even though oil was great on Friday for the week, it was still um, fairly soft. So um, XLV Healthcare, uh, taking it on the chin, down 1.81. Okay, moving on to the SPY and IWM Daily. I wanted to point out what happened here. In June, we had this uh, peak kind of set matching highs. We pulled back from that, tagged our moving average. This is the 20-day moving average and popped back up with a gap into the 30th right here. And then we went into the next week with the Monday trading, the half day. And it was kind of an inside day there, really. Next day, also kind of stuck in that same range. And then uh, Thursday, we gapped down and almost tagged the 20-day again and popped up from that. And then we capped all the way um well we rallied we didn't gap we opened down but we rallied all the way back up to fill the gap again and then pulled back at the end of the day and just um i don't know just mm -hmm. comical comical really volume was actually a little heavy on that uh friday as well so interesting set of circumstances let's gap let's fill the gap let's fill the gap again and let's back down so uh, that's interesting. And I wanted to contrast that with, even though this is a longer time frame here, just where the IWM has been because, you know, we've been looking to see if there could be a catalyst for growth. Uh, small caps love growth. Uh, we've kind of heard some things with the ADP data that might suggest the private sector, you know, and hiring and there there is growth prospects. Um, you know, had a good day on Friday, and it was an interesting pattern coming coming off the lower Bollinger Band like that uh, with a hammer and then popping up and filling the gap as well. So IWM looking to see if it can perform. We've got some other slides that might reveal a little bit inf more information whether that's possible here, but it, historically it has done pretty good through the summer months. So we want to keep that in, in mind. Here's the IWM for mid-month seasonality, which starts on Thursday, and it's showing a, a really good potential for mid-month, but not so much for the month, right, Dave? Mm -hmm. Correct. So, you know, not as good as this, the SPY for the month, but mid-month seasonality is the standout for IWM itself. So let's keep that in mind as we start this week here. We got a full week. Mid-month starts on Thursday. Of course, we're going to be also starting earnings season on Thursday. There's some things that come out. I don't think there's much before that. You can tell us in a bit here. Um, what do you think of the cues here for mid-month seasonality, Dave? Yeah, similar to the, the IWM. Really robust 1.54 versus 0.88 for the spider. So of the entire month, this is the biggest um, differential between the cues right. and the, the spider. And what's different here is that, you know, it beats both the SPY and the IWM for the month. Um, mm -hmm. So that's got to be some mega cap drivers in there. Now, mega cap kind of took a little bit of a pause this week, but um, it was strong in June and, and there may there might still be some some legs to it. Um, I would think that if there's that leadership, IWM would want to play ball and, and catch up and say me too. So uh, here's the mid month 
seasonality for ETFs. Um, so where the edge comes in, I mentioned this before, but just a reminder, the edge comes in if we see something that's favored starting on Thursday, and yet it's at a discount, you know, Monday through Wednesday, if we can get some kind of a discount here prior to that window. So anything uh, strike you as interesting? No, it's like the the Kathy Wood stocks, right? Like ARK, KK, um, mm -hmm. even some of the individual symbols with, within it. It was like DocuSign, Shopify, Twilio. So all those those old names from last from two years ago, right? That were super growth growthy companies. That seems to be the theme. And then short um, things like gold and oil. Um, yeah. So I mean, we know oil's been soft except for Friday's rally. Mm -hmm. If it does have a few more days of premium that could be good um, in order to get the GDX, GLD, GDXJ, that's a junior miners, in order to get that, perf, uh, you know, a, a good short setup, we would have to have the dollar down, which causes those to rise in the next few days. If the dollar was to rally, those might be discounted and then they wouldn't be a good setup. But if, let's say the dollar pulls back and those can rally a little bit up to uh, Wednesday, then it makes perfect sense to look at that from the short side. Mm -hmm. I find, you know, I find there's a, a lot of merit to seasonality. And of course, some of the event-based days, like the third Friday of the month or the first trading day of the month or the last trading of the month, can have more substance to them. You know, you can sink your teeth into it a little bit more. With mid-month mid seasonality, because it covers from the 9th to the 14th business day of the month, depends whether it, it's broken up by a weekend. It depends whether, um, you know, how the market is on the, the eighth trade, seventh and eighth trading day before that window starts. It doesn't always have the same impact across all the days. It's probably more front end loaded the ninth, 10th and 11th business day. Um, so there's a little bit more variability in sort of context to uh, trading the mid-month seasonality. But what I'm looking for is if the dollar pulls back in the next few days and launches some of these commodity stocks and ETFs up, then there could be a good setup into Thursday. The same would be true with the stuff on the long side if there's any discount there. And there might be, you know, with uh, maybe uh, it could be some banking, could be some semiconductors. Um, they haven't been as strong, could be even the arc could be down a bit, right? So yeah. anyway, and down here, this is the universe based on these sliders of volume, price and events. I, I would I would keep the events the way they are, keep the price, you know, I mean, you can go down to $5 stocks if you want, but it's the volume that's going to change the symbol count the most. But of the symbols that you see, 104 of them, 86% are bullish. So it is a positive expectation for mid-month seasonality. And that's even in spite of earnings season and stuff. This is historically what we find. Okay, this is the stocks themselves. Anything jump out at you there, Dave? No, just once again, it was the, I call them the Kathy Wood stocks, right? <laughs> yeah. Arc, yeah. Arc stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we have, we have a risk on stuff here on this side, more so. And then, of course, here we have some more defensive. We have oil and we have gold. And, and that would be, you know, a good theme like, a, you know, my American Barrick, uh, you know, Newmont, um, 
Valet Oil, EOG, you know, BP, Conoco, Hess. I mean, some of these here, again, if the, if the dollar is uh, softer, those could rally ahead of this window. So keep that in mind. And yeah, that's what you want to try to line up. You know, you want to find a weak group and the, what are the best stocks within that weak group to play, to focus on. That's where the edge is, especially if they've been at a premium prior to that window. Okay. So uh, that we'll leave it at that. Um, why don't you just cover a little bit of the economic reports and the earnings and then I'll just go into close with the futures, okay? Yeah. So Monday we have a wholesale inventories and some Fed speak. There's a couple of Fed vice chairs speaking and um, a Cleveland Fed president speaking. So that always can move the market. And then Tuesday, there's an optimism index. Wednesday, consumer price index, core CPI, so inflation data, and also some more Fed speak, Richmond Fed um, President Barkin and some others. And the Fed Beige Book is going to be released at um, 2 p.m. Eastern. So the uh, market usually is a little bit so, uh, kind of just muddles around before that. And then come 12, 2 p.m., we get some movement. And then Thursday, jobless claims, core PPI, so inflation data is again. And then Friday, import prices, consumer sentiment. So nothing major, but uh, Wednesday, there's that Fed Beige Book release. That's probably the most eventful thing. And then we have some earnings um, come, let's see, Monday, there's uh, nothing much. Price Smart, WD-40, Tuesday, nothing eventful, Wednesday as well. But then Thursday, we have Pepsi and Delta Airlines. And then Friday is the important one, JP Morgan. That usually starts off the, the earnings season for banks. So that'll that'll be um, interesting, as well as Citigroup, BlackRock, um, United Health, Wells Fargo, and State Street. So. Uh, more earnings come Thursday, Friday, but um, I, I think Beige Book on Wednesday is probably the most significant event. Okay, good. All right. Um, got on my screen the Dow Jones index futures here. We got um, them down 95 points, 0.28. You can see this was the reversal on Friday, and we really sold off, and it even broke below its pre-market for the Dow Jones. Um, but anyway, you can see this follow through here since the futures opened at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And so we are down. Let's take a look at this S&P 500. Same thing, you can see the matching. It sold all the way back to its pre-market low on Friday, um, but now it's uh, again down lower, uh, 18 and a three quarter points, 0.42%. Let's look at the NASDAQ. Again, more risk on here. Uh, in you know what we we tend to look at the Nasdaq as more risk on than the Dow Jones, but it's it's indicating that uh, it's not happy. I don't think anybody's really happy with uh, that reversal that we had, you know, because seasonality for Friday was supposed to be bullish, and it was, but then it gave it all back, you know, starting just before 2 p.m. It gave it all back plus, and now uh, we're even lower than that, so not a good showing there. And uh, here's the Russell, which hasn't given back as much. So Russell is being a little bit uh, more bullish than the other ones. Um, looking at energy, see what crude is doing. West Texas, it's hanging in there. So it's down a little bit, but it's hanging in there. Let's go to metals, gold here. 
and it's pulled back a little bit, but again, still elevated. And finally, the currencies, what this US dollar doing? So this was the Friday uh, sell-off and we've risen a bit here, but nothing, nothing dramatic. It does almost appear that it could roll over and, and be a bit softer um, by the time the market opens. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope that helps. We'll uh, let you guys go. And thanks, Dave, for your time. Appreciate it.